Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Helix mattresses have been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You can take the Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10-15 to year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash drink. That's helixsleep.com slash drink. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hi, 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 hi. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm so nervous. To see you. I missed you. I feel like I'm on a talk show all of a sudden. I know. I feel like so nervous, like you're going to like interview me with all the hard hitting questions that I can't answer. Oh, I wish I had some prepared because that would be a fun way to start this off. My favorite thing whenever I do um, Marvel Mondays is people love to ask questions about you. That's my favorite. What? I've told you this. They asked what you smell like. Oh. They native deodorant. <laughs> I did say <laughs> Not you smell clean. Well, thank you. <laughs> okay, welcome. that's good. Um, what I should else? like get a fake account and go in there more often and watch these. I'm surprised you don't. I'm kind of nervous because well, I watch them sometimes from my own, but then I feel distracting because people are like Christine, you know, no, I, and I, I don't want to take away from your sh- performance. You know, what I'm I saying? appreciate my performance. Yes, like everyone wants people to you chat, smell nice. <laughs> and I'm like, hi, I'm now, but then I feel like I have to like joke along, and I'm like, this is not my performance i'm always it's always weird to me every week it feels like there's someone else new in there like this week deirdre was in there and oh was, and i was like why are you it's here like special you, guest you know all the answers to these questions <laughs> maybe they're just like checking in to see if anything's <clears throat> changed anything's updated maybe anyway anyway i'm here and i I, know. I flew in all the way my arms are literally exhausted i was gonna ask yeah how your like arms were. so tired uh-huh uh-huh flap 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 there's no direct flights still. Uh, so Christina had to just take all off on over, her own. all over America <laughs> with my Zach blanket. <laughs> I'm so glad that I got you the best travel. It uh, is accoutrement. My, I stayed at my brother's apartment, and he like set up the whole bed. And then I was like, "Oh, I don't need that blanket." <laughs> I just got I my have, own. I have ZB with me. What? Um, I like your yellow shoes. I can't stop looking at them. Are they Rothies? They are Rothies. Now I feel like I've just mentioned two sponsors in one intro, and I, I swear none of this is an advertisement. I legitimately just love these shoes. Well, how was your flight? It was um terrible. Thank you for asking. Why? I'm just not used to flying, and so I feel like I was gonna puke the whole time. You know. Uh, even I get really motion sick when we travel. Really, ch- really change things up from tour when you were on a plane like two times Every a day. Every single minute of the day. Yeah. Anyway, I'm excited to see you. And we are going to get cheesecake after this <laughs> in case anyone's wondering. Without, without question. I even told Christine, I like, I don't know what's going on with me today, but I feel a little nauseous. 
And I was like, we're still getting cheesecake, to be clear. Like, yeah, because I was like, is there? And you're like, no, no. I was like, there's Nothing no there's no turning back. No, no. That's just where we are now. By the way, I do kind of know why I'm nauseous since because I already ate a lot of cake within the last 24 right. hours. That's what kind of tipped me off to like, is this going to be a problem? And I was like, it's not going to be a problem. Cheesecake is still... still I don't know what table. my deal was last night. It was like 11 o'clock and I was so tired and I should have just gone to bed. And I was like, I think I'm going to make a cake instead. <laughs> oh, you baked the cake. Yeah, I've made it. Oh, goodness. Okay. So I had to eat some of it because it was now midnight and no one was awake to eat it with me. So well, I ate wow. some cake. Well, I think that's very exciting news. Thank this you. This is my segue, my segu. Oh. We also have some exciting news. <laughs> I think it was smooth, right? <laughs> that was. Also totally forgot about it. So you really nailed it. I only f- remembered because Eva <laughs> A emailed us this morning and B, I like made her tell me out loud so I could write it down because otherwise I will forget. Definitely it's forgot. Very exciting news. Yes. We, so a um a uh listener named Jessica reached out and does builds these like beautiful newsletters for a living and sent us kind of a sample and was like, Hey, have you ever thought about doing a newsletter? And I feel like we had, but like how on earth would we figure that out ourselves? Right. Yes. And like, you know, we, so when Jessica sent this in, we were like, holy crap, this is amazing. Um, and yeah, so, like, I already sent out like a full... Like, like a sample. It was beautiful. Like, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? And we were like, we think, go for it. Jessica. How did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and so we we're very excited to announce that we are now going to have a newsletter. Like, Yay! I just, it's so silly because I feel like we've done all these other things like, oh, we're going on tour, we're doing this. And now like the newsletter I'm so excited about. It's also like, it's like finally some like little beam of light yes, through COVID. It's that's like... probably what it is. It's like, okay, yes, let's have a newsletter. Like, and everything came to a screeching halt. And then we were like, but here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's no it's got uh some super fun stuff and we're gonna have uh more information on our website so yes. um we are gonna have like a patron of the week and a pet of the week oh i think month oh yes month. month sorry my bad jessica's like no wait. i just i just want a pet of the week um geo's the pet of the week uh <laughs> okay yeah geo's the standard i suppose yeah, yeah we're, we're you gonna... can submit all your uh whoever you want yeah and um the sign up is gonna be on our website we are currently building that so good luck to us again mm. this is us trying to do this all by ourselves yeah. on squarespace so we're gonna put like a um a sign up thing on the website. So and that's why we drink.com. It'll be fun. I like I have uh, follow newsletters of a couple other podcasts and like the only ones that I get really excited about because there's always just like goofy fun stuff in there. I uh, you just said so fun. And then I thought about um, Renee. At- so fun. So fun. So cute. So fun. Oh my gosh. So fun. <laughs> Love your hair. Hate anyway, that. that's going to be our newsletter. That's the tagline right there. So cute. So fun. <laughs> um so that, come on we'll talk later we'll talk about this later uh, <laughs> i have not agreed to that but yeah and also thank you jessica for also doing this at all you so must cute. be so, so bored fun. during so talented so <laughs> bored so bored during quarantine to offer this to us but she's we like this is it. my company and my business but thank you for calling me bored no she's very talented so i'm very excited um i'm very excited that's all yes. i'm gonna say i'm gonna sign up for our own newsletter on every one of my emails like a big dork I'm going to sign all my friends up without oh, them a, knowing. Listen, that's the best idea of all. No. Let's just sign everyone we know up. I know. Uh, I know. Also, my that I just did that recently. Also, I used your email um, because oh. my stepsister's trying to win a, a contest for her, like, ad team at school. And she was like, I need everyone to, uh, like... What did you sign me up for? Oh, no. You just voted for something. Oh, okay. She's going to win, by the way, because of your vote and the other, like, 20 people's emails I know. So, Oh, great. <laughs> anyway, looking I forward, thank you. Looking forward to that. <laughs> on your behalf. Uh, and if, anyway. uh, if her school or anything ever listens, I definitely intentionally voted 
willingly with consent. I also have three stepsisters, so they'll never know which one I'm talking about. Oh, good. Okay. Yep. Mystery not solved. Bingo. Anyway, this is our show where we talk <laughs> about ghosts and murder and e-newsletters. And e-newsletters, yes. Mm-hmm. And also how I use Christine's email for evil. You know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind? Especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things. But Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. Whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code DRINK. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues, and Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So uh, let's see my story. By the way, I'm very happy you're here. I'm I'm so happy I'm here. Last time I surprised you. And so you weren't like mentally prepared. This time we could both like get excited to do this together. We got to text each other about it. Yeah. That was fun. I got to complain finally about the flight and everything. Mm. I don't know how you did that without complaining the first time. Oh, I find other ways. I find other people. Complain to Eva. I got it. Uh, Yes. uh, (laughs) Much like you and your emails, I have plenty (laughs) In my Do you just write my email address and just like <laughs> like an email I don't use anymore? I write your stepsister's email address <laughs> just write to her. Okay. So my story is, um, <clears throat> excuse me, super short. Um, I, 
I tried my best to find more information, but I actually have been using uh, Marvel Monday for Evil also. And I've been asking people in there for like um, kind of immediate responses on like, is there a story I haven't covered? I love when people are so helpful in that. I like, I ended up, it ends up being a good thing and like also a not so good thing because the whole point is to like, you know, hang out people and answer questions. And it ended up working out for me because it was like a slew of like suggestions. Yeah. So I was like, okay, but also everyone's just watching me screenshot Marvel Monday a million times. <laughs> um, but anyway, so this was someone uh, that, this was from someone that recommended it um, through Marvel Monday. So this is the story of, um, well, it has like three different names. Oh. Um, it's called the Antagonish Ghost, the Antagonish Poltergeist, one of those two. Um, and then the Fire Spook of Caledonia Mills. And the Mary Ellen Spook Farm. It's a lot of words that you just said. A lot of words. Is that half your notes for the day? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I just actually have a copy and paste it all down it the list. It sounds like a lot of words. I don't, I, it just apparently, just in case anyone's wondering like, oh, well, are you going to cover this? I just wanted to make sure I got all the names. So it's all under one umbrella. Exactly. Oh. Yes. Also, if you can't notice, I can't stop touching my hair because it's getting too long. Maybe you I think can. It's perfectly long. Maybe you can cut it and dye it purple, and then it turns yellow. Yeah, well, that did happen to me. Thank okay. you for calling that out. <laughs> to be fair, people might comment. So yeah, You're let's just get it out of the way. It's, it's post purple. Turned orange, yellow. Post purple. Purple went away. Um, okay, so this is the story of all those things. So this is in uh, the 1920s, and this is in Nova Scotia. Oh, love love it up there. Um, and so I think this is actually in Halifax. <gasps> I was just telling Blaze how how, much, that we, I want to go back like, I'm, for our next anniversary when we can actually fly. When I tell you I'm so jealous you've been to Halifax and it's been my t- dream since I, I was 12. I do feel bad about that. I did almost bring my Halifax backpack today, though. Well, you're wearing your Belize one, though. I'm always wearing something you've given me. It's like you're like slowly just kind of <laughs> inserting yourself into my my wardrobe. <laughs> not slowly, but yeah. uh, <laughs> not slowly, just injecting entirely. <laughs> Um, okay, so this is uh, in Nova Scotia. It's a farm, um, and it was owned by Alexander and Janet McDonald, although I couldn't stop saying Zandy. Aw. <laughs> so I just thought of Zandy the whole time. Old McDonald had a farm. Got it. E-I-E-I-O or... No. Polter Poltergeist. <laughs> I was going to try to spell like Halifax or something, but that didn't work. Okay. Nope, nope. Nope. Um, and so it was Zandy and Janet and their 15-year-old daughter, Mary Ellen. Hence the title, the Mary Ellen Spook Farm. Got it. Um, so the farm was near Caledonia Mills, hence the Fire Spook of Caledonia Mills, which was 20 minutes southeast of Antigonish, aka the Antigonish goes. Okay. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, Triangulated, yeah. literally. Yes, all of it in one fell swoop there. Understood. So this is in December 1921, and Zandy was tending to his animals, and he noticed that all of his horses and cattle basically just escaped from the stalls. Oh. Um, even though he knew he had secured their, like, their stables and all that, they, like, were just fucking we're out gone. in the field and running around. Oh, no. Um, which I don't know how, as one person, you then gather Wrangle all of them. them. Yeah, because <laughs> right. once you've gotten one, aren't the others, like, just, like, I mean, I guess that's what, like, wind? sheepdog are for, right? They, like... I guess. Corral them. I never saw anything about dogs. I just saw, like, he put them all back. And it's like, I feel like that was a really short sentence for a really large accomplishment. (laughs) (laughs) Why are we not giving him more of a trophy here? Right, right. It's like, it's like doing something for what I presume the entire day. And then it's like, (laughs) oh, yeah, that happened. Anyway, he figured it out. (laughs) Let's move on. Um, So he put them all back. A humble brag, I guess. And then minutes later, they just like all broke free again. What? 
And at that point, by the way, I'd no longer be a farmer. I'd be Goodbye. like, I'd be I like that was too fucking much. I'm not going to go chase down like a dozen cows again. Um, although maybe he knows one of those tricks on TikTok. I learned that like cows love corn and cows love like the trumpet or something. So maybe he knew some weird slick trick to like get them all to him instead of played the trumpet. <laughs> he just like well, is in a corn field and just like did this with a trumpet he waved his trumpet around he just, he just showed us i'm so glad you're not a farmer for the rest of the world i'm just very happy that you're not a farmer Can you imagine they're like oh what do we do with the sheep i don't know trombone i don't know <laughs> they're like i played trumpet in eighth grade let me go get it it's like my ukulele is like pro- i'm probably skilled enough to handle like one goat you know um so not only did he like okay so he brought all the cattle back in for a second time. And uh, he also noticed that as he's bringing them in, um, a lot of their, like, they look like their tails and their manes are braided. Like, it's like something very intricate where, like, if if, first of all, they just ran off themselves, then there's no reason for that. But also, they went and got a perm. Right. The <laughs> they went to they went to the barber. But also, if the barber was the one that was like releasing them, there would have been no time to also do he's all. He's not this braiding their them. hair as he's trying to wrangle them. Back. Right. Okay. So it makes no sense if it were. That's very weird. It makes no sense if it were a person or the animals. Right. Either way, it doesn't really add up. Um, and he also notices that this starts happening all the time. Like he starts going into the barns, and even if the animals are there. All of a sudden, there's like this weird. So they have different hairstyles every time. Yeah. Okay. Like one had a bob, like (laughs) a mohawk. (laughs) Well, technically, horses always have mohawks, right? Because it's just like no, they're not like up though. They're like so they just have a relaxed mo. Yeah, 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 yeah. They just have the Um, mo mo falcon. No. Mm -mm. I'm saying stop it to myself. Okay. (laughs) So, um, so not only are the animals acting weird, but he also notices that. Um, they're starting to find things like ash in the cow's milk. Ew. So like that makes no sense. Uh-uh. And I don't know if that means like fresh from the cow or like in their stored milk where it's closed. Oh. They're finding ash in it, but it should never, it's never been there before. Yeah, that's no good. Um, and they're also starting to see figures walking around in their windows at night. Oh God. Um, and two neighbors actually saw a hand waving a white cloth from a window when nobody was home kind of like how i wave a trumpet to the cows (laughs) that Um, was just you attempting to get them back inside (laughs) and um uh what else oh and then people started seeing a bright blue light coming from the barn oh um which i imagine is kind of like the the alien kind of look of like something's glowing yeah yeah um the McDonald's also started losing all their stuff and it started going missing and things were like reappearing in random places for no reason, Uh-oh. even including like heavy farming equipment, like the tractor would no longer oh, be no. where it was. Um, and so the, all this weird stuff's happening. And then June 6th, so now we're in 1922, um, that is known as the night of 38 fires. Uh-oh. Because now things are just spontaneously combusting. <gasps> oh, shit. And um, they're just igniting all over the place in their house, not on the farm, but in their house. So the McDonald's are apparently like wallpaper and like rugs and things that are not near flammable flammable material are just bursting into flame. <gasps> oh, my God. And then they put one out. And then on the other side of the house, all of a sudden, another fire would break out. And oh, like, no. including like wet towels, like things that should not catch fire. That's not that's troubling. 
And so apparently there were at least 38 that night. And they had even run over to the neighbors and had the neighbors helping them try to put the fires out all over the house. Um, and basically, it just went on all night. If one ignited and they put it out, it would ignite some oh, no. <clears throat> And so um, even the neighbors said that it looked like the house was like short circuiting and blue fire would just appear on random things for no reason. Like there'd be a flash of light in the room and then all of a sudden something would be on fire. Uh-oh. And what was extra weird beyond it, like being on wet papers and wet towels and like it shouldn't even be starting at all but the fires weren't hot at all Uh, what it was just the flame like it like it wasn't they weren't hot fires like it was one of those like uh candles from costco where they just like kind of Mm -hmm. flicker but there's no yeah it was just actually just waving (laughs) (laughs) and waiting for you to like kind of like use or unplug it it okay (laughs) um and so uh that was odd i yeah but also like, in the grand scheme of things, if you're going to have 38 fires in your house, at least it's not going to burn anything down. At least they down. better be cold, right? Yes, you nailed it. Um, and so a week later, the family at this point was still freaked out, so they left and they moved in with the neighbor. And this poor neighbor's like, no, no, no. Wait, please don't not bring my towels. weird cold fire and not my towels. <laughs> um the uh the neighborhood actually started like a neighborhood watch specifically for these fires so So people were taking shifts and monitoring the house for like just random fire at any turn at any time on anything um except flammable items um (laughs) and so eventually the press heard about this and so it started spreading and only a couple days later this guy named harold widden um, he was an interv- or he was a reporter and he came to interview them and he ended up coming a second time later to investigate on his own and stay in the house for three nights. Okay. Um, and so when he went to go stay for three nights, he also brought Zandy with him. Uh-huh. And also a local cop who is named Detective Peachy Carroll. Oh, that's fun. I like it. Why not? At least you're known as Peachy. Like you could be known for anything at least you're like jolly that sounds like a positive i mean it's not necessarily like menacing like or assertive like you might want oh it's definitely not like like intimidating or like you know makes like makes you like feel like you're kind of in charge it's like peachy's arresting you it's like although it could be that thing where you're it's like a, it's sarcastic because you're the exact opposite. Aha! Uh-huh, here comes Peachy, and he never smiles, and he is. Here comes Peachy. He's gonna really fuck you up. You're yeah, in trouble. yeah, yeah. Um. So let's see. So the I'm first... like he never smiles, and you're like he's gonna fuck you up. <laughs> I, just, too. I just imagine. <laughs> I'm like he's a bad guy. He he's never a bad. Smiles I'm just thinking any... like he's just like yeah. I, I imagine Peachy would be like in a in a cop comedy of like Peachy's the one that everyone like he's like the grumble the grumble the the uh the curmudgeon curmudgeon Mudgeon. yes that's i'm glad we landed in the venn diagram of the two thing the two extremes that we both have from not smiling to you're gonna get fucked up right in the middle it's <laughs> curmudgeon and that's peachy and that's peachy okay, got it uh-huh um, I follow now thank you and so the uh first night that all three of them were in the house it was fine but on the second night apparently harold and peachy um heard strange noises upstairs and they didn't know what it was but they couldn't fall asleep because the noises were so loud and then eventually harold felt something slap his arm really hard Uh to a point where he felt it like under the blankets oh he like he his arm was under a bunch of blankets and he felt the slap that well so 
that freaked him out and he told peachy about it and peachy was like yeah i felt something on my arm too and then they both for the next like 20 minutes um felt something staring at them and they Uh-oh. felt very uncomfortable. So peachy was at least not peachy then. No, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and so they like it freaked them out. And they told Zandy about it later. And he had slept through the whole thing. <laughs> he's like, so get used to it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I mean, he lives there. Yeah. So he's probably just he's used like, to whatever's going on. This is my day to day. Um, and so Harold the next day was too freaked out. And so he uh, ended up leaving a night early because he was going to be there for three nights and he ended up leaving um and he his reports on the house kind of gained a lot of interest i'm going to take my hat off and fix my hair oh it's like how do you do it it's the the sean hunter i can do now remember when i used to have like spiky hair not spiky but i definitely couldn't do this yes i do recall now it's like a nice luscious wave a lush, a, lu- a cloud, if you will. The other day, Em literally DM'd me. Well, I, I, D- I DM'd them about something, and I responded, oh, it was about your hair, yeah. And then yeah. you were like, man, I just learned how, like, voluminous <laughs> and full my hair is. And it's I was so like, texture. congratulations, <laughs> must be nice. I never, well, because my hair was long, and when it was long, I hated it, so it was always up. And now, and then the second I cut it, you were I was like, keep like it short. I was going to keep it short. I never got to experience the, like, the Venn diagram middle, if you will. Yeah. Of like, wow, I'm pretty how fortunate. Your hair is. Yeah. <laughs> and you literally wrote hashtag blessed. And I was like, yeah, there it is. Oh, I really, I have realized, I think my hair is probably my favorite feature about myself. Okay. Yeah. I'm feeling confident hey, about hey, it. quarantine confidence. It, Let's go. Finally. It only took a pandemic for me to <laughs> find some self-interest. Um, so... Let's see. Oh, yeah. So they got slapped on the arm. Um, Harold left the next day and he ends up reporting on the house. And that's when it got kind of international notice. Um, and so because this was the 1920s, this was near the end of the spiritualist yes. movement. And, of course, Sir uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle uh-huh. was interested. So he even came out. I didn't see anything about Harry Price or Houdini. Um, actually, I think Harry Price did work on this. I feel like I remember hearing about this for the first time when I was doing notes for him so i think carrie price was uh had the scoop if you will um but i don't know about that so i know sir arthur conan doyle was interested and another person who came out who was super interested was this parapsychologist in new york um and his name was dr walter franklin pierce okay and people kind of knew him as kind of an ass but he was very uh well esteemed in the parapsychology world so pretty much what his opinion was went he was allowed to be an ass he was allowed Mm. to be arrogant yes Mm. um and so he came to investigate and he spent like a few weeks there um and he invited harold to come back since he had had an experience there he also invited um leo the neighbor Mm -hmm. And he invite like not the McDonald's, by the way, like oh. <laughs> like their neighbor and uh, maybe the, they didn't trust them. Maybe they were like, maybe. we want outside sources to actually, be in on this. Actually, that makes like sense let's put now. them to the side. Uh, so their neighbor came. Harold, the reporter, came back, and then a local random person named Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Dan was like, what about me? And they were like, I guess we have room in the car. Yeah, I don't, they didn't explain his relationship at all. I imagine he just like 
popped on the scene and like was like, Dan's if you need of, a third. They're I like, am. we don't. I feel like Dan's that kind of guy where you're like, okay, just don't tell Dan. <laughs> and then Dan walks in like, what are we talking about? <laughs> He's absolutely that person that you like leave out of the group, te- group chat. <laughs> he finds, he finds way. it anyway. He always finds a way in. He um, creates a new group chat. Yeah. Also, because he was a local, I said he was a local, but the phrase that was actually used in the notes, because apparently um, a Halifax resident like a local yeah. in Halifax is called a Haligonian. Oh, hell yeah. I'm fucking about that. I like that. I didn't know that. Because when I first read it, they said, and a Haligonian named Dan. And Sounds I was like, like an alien. What? Breed of alien or something. It does a little bit. In the best <laughs> like way, the Pleiades. Uh, the Ple- what are they called? From Pleiades? Okay, I don't know. Never I'm mind. just back to thinking about fucking Akon. So Akon <laughs> and the Haligonians. Wait a minute. Make a band. Wait. <laughs> um... <laughs> Canadian rock band, just like Billy Talent, like on Listen, tour, I, warp tour, warp tour. I love it. Warped indeed. Yeah, it's um, d- deeply warped. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Funlove. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes to toys to vibrators to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. I am so thrilled that we are working with Fast Growing Trees. I spent about an hour and a half on the website trying to decide what I would love to order from their products. They have so many options and you can actually filter it by zones, by growing zones to make sure you know it'll work in your garden. Um, they have everything from massive privacy shrubs and trees to very, very specific flowers. I actually ended up ordering a lilac shrub for my garden. I recently discovered how much I love the smell of lilac and so I thought, you know what? Perfect chance. Why don't I get some lilac growing in my yard? I think it's going to smell beautiful. And I also got my mom a little lavender plant as an Easter present. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DRINK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code DRINK at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com code DRINK. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Let's see. Uh, So... Later, uh, oh yeah, so fucking Dan joins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then 
one of the things that and several things happened uh before this like they had investigated i think like the scorch marks to see like what was actually burning and they interviewed everyone in town but um the main thing that happened was harold ended up uh or dr prince the guy that was in charge of this he had dan and harold try automatic writing oh which i think is interesting to the story but also i'm kind of uncertain of it because i've heard you talk about it and it doesn't sound like something you can just do it sounds like you have to practice it right i mean i feel like you can anyone it's like one of those things that as far as i know anyone can do it but you're right like you need to be like in the right headspace and like meditate day one yeah i feel like it's something where you have to be you have to fall i mean maybe if they followed the protocol maybe maybe dr prince was super duper good at explaining the directions (laughs) maybe dan was (laughs) somehow i doubt dan was good at following instructions (laughs) maybe dan was actually just like a secret like reiki master maybe it's it's possible um but so he decided that he wanted them to try automatic writing so he told harold and dan to hold pencils over the paper basically this is what he told them which doesn't sound like very like narrow and like detail of instruction okay he said okay here's pencils put them over the paper and then spirits if you're around talk to us i see so it doesn't okay. sound like anyone I mean, got even the spirits didn't right. really get any directions <laughs> spirits were like wait what do you want me to <laughs> say like, we're already doing that we're setting fires <laughs> they're like i don't want to work with dan you work with dan no you work with dan <laughs> oh uh, so anyway they it sounded like that no, like nothing really happened from that um what a shock and later I think like six days later, Harold actually had to leave because he had to go report on a different story. And so he said like, oh, I'm heading out. But before I do, I have this really weird urge. Like, can you help me try to do that automatic writing thing again? (gasps) Okay. And so Dr. Prince set him up with the, you know, pencil and paper. And basically for the next two hours, Harold just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. So he really went from like like grasshopper to like <laughs> full-blown expert uh-huh. um so he wrote for two hours and to this day we don't know what a lot of the messages said okay because harold was like oh some of those were really private and it's like what does that what? mean um what and so and that just makes everyone want to know more yeah i was like okay way to like definitely keep our intrigue yeah, like, string me along um but so he promised that the spirits wouldn't uh or he promised the spirits he wouldn't say what happened. But he he did give, okay. like, out of sleepover. Yeah, like, really. Don't let them know. I have a crush on Dan. Oh, my God. Um, that was just Dan, like, whispering from behind <laughs> the curtain, like, making him think it was a spirit. Maybe that's why he was afraid to say something, because Dan was next to him, and he was like, they said some shit about Dan. I'm oh, they're not having it with Dan. I'm not going to That must be what it is. Um. So that being said, Harold does claim that the spirits let him know that the fires were caused by paranormal events. Um, that they were responsible and nobody else in town. He also got a message from his sister, apparently, who passed away. And f- according to the messages, his sister said, quote, people must realize that those who have passed beyond are ever present. God is merciful. God is good. He is just. Spirits do visit the earth after death. Okay, here's the thing. I understand that, like, I respect automatic writing, and I think it's, it can be a really powerful tool. But also, it's probably the easiest thing to fake because you're literally sure, you're closing your eyes and just doing you're this. like, oh, I'm getting a message from a spirit. And you could write like Dan sucks and be like, I right. didn't say it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the spirit world. God is here. And I mean, you could just write that shit out. Yeah, obviously. exactly. And my 
God damn it, my hair. You're really going to have to cut my hair or something. Um, I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> I've seen what you can do with your brother's yeah, hair. Yeah. So anywhere is up. I was going to say, you probably don't want me involved. Um, But so, yeah, that's my thought, too, of like day one, he didn't know how to do it. And then like six days later, he was like, oh, let me give a, another whack at it. And now he's just writing. It's, it's just, like, oh, I figured it out. It seems unlikely. That it just it was seems a little much. Yeah. Um, And so... Basically, it it seems like none of the messages were negative in any way, which is good. good. If you're going to fake the writing, so at least you're saying nice things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, he did say that most of the messages were good. And apparently, when he did make contact with the spirits causing mischief, excuse me, they did say that they wouldn't bother the McDonald's anymore. Okay. So, fine. Well, that's good. So, Dr. Prince published this report in the Journal of American, the American Society of... Uh, psychological research psychical psychical research yeah i, I was like I, the other one. if you look back at my face sir, i did not look like i knew what i was talking about i was like <laughs> i knew something the one was where wrong. we said cyclical or something yeah who could, psychical. who could forget when people still tweet me every day about that one <laughs> who can forget um the aspr as the aspr yeah right 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 um so he published his findings in that journal it was the 1922 version for people trying to find it um, if you want to, <laughs> um, but despite Harold's messages and like this automatic writing that was like so profound, apparently, um, Dr. Prince still took away from it and you can read it in the reports that he thought that it, the whole time it was the daughter, Mary Ellen. What is up with those? It's like the same with the mongoose. Like the daughter's always like, it's always the, stirring up some trouble. It's always like a 15 year old girl who lives on a farm and in the middle bored. of nowhere. Who's bored in the twenties. So cute. So fun. So bored. So cute. So fun. So bored. Yes. Let's put a I, mongoose in the wall. I know I just repeated it, but I needed it for the emphasis. I liked that, it. I loved it. I liked that. watching you say it. It's more fun. I liked when you said it. Okay. Aww. Okay. Moving I, on. Okay. <sighs> okay. No, you're so cute. Okay. No, you say it. So. <laughs> okay. Um, where are, I'm just like lost in our love. I totally forgot. <laughs> what else is new? So Dr. Prince does think it was Mary Ellen. He also said he doesn't trust Harold's automatic writing. And uh, so he, let's, <laughs> well, okay, glad, glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> but let's say let's say it was real that yeah. Harold's automatic writing was real because Dr. Prince was so uh, well like renowned in uh, that field. Even if it was real, because Dr. Prince said it wasn't real, it completely discredited Harold yeah, for most of his that life. That sucks. So he can really just like yay or nay something. Yes, yeah. it's. it's the word of the which word. also went with Mary Ellen because as soon as he said I think it's Mary Ellen everyone assumed it's Mary Ellen. Blames a poor teenage girl. Yeah, yeah. And so um, he said that even though the automatic writing was his idea, he still doesn't trust that it ever happened. Like there are some reports oh, where on. he has like legitimately said he's denied flat out that that story ever even happened. Oh wow. Even though apparently maybe they, maybe he maybe that automatic writing did work and it was just like so personal shit about himself that he was like I can't release this to the public. <laughs> it's like, nobody can know. He's it like, never your, happened. Your mother from beyond has come back and told me all sorts of weird about shit me and about Dan you. about you and Dan. So uh, this is a quote from Prince that said. Uh, the fires were undoubtedly uh, set by human hands, judging by the unmistakable signs left in the house. The burns are never found on the wallpaper higher than the reach of a person five feet tall. 
which is the height of the girl in the family. It's a valid point, I guess. Mary Ellen came back and said, I have never set fires. I have never untied cattle in the barns. I never uh, plated the tails of the horses. I would have been too afraid to, which same. I like don't want to get near a horse long enough for Not it to their probably butt. kick That's where me. they kick you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why would I? Let me touch every single one of their tails for a long enough time that I can braid it fully. Yeah. I give it a French braid. And not a one will kick me. No, no. I don't believe it. Um, uh, I've never played their tails. I would be too afraid to. First, they claimed I had a boyfriend, a sweetheart who did the who set the fires, and now they're saying I did it. I tell you, I don't care who Dr. Prince is. He <laughs> ought to be ashamed of himself. Oh, hell yeah. And she was 15 in the 20s, so, like, good for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She stepped up. Um, and then Dr. Prince later kind of took it back, and he said... The uh, well, f- before he took it back, let me be clear. Before he took it back, he said, "Oh well, the Mary Ellen I met would have uh, never been able to even make that statement about me because she had the mind of a four-year-old." <gasps> what? Who is this fella? He's a classic. I guarantee a cisgender straight white man. Oh my who god! Got felt a little a little douse of rede- rejection or a dismissal and was like, ah, "Well, you're stupid." So. Anyway, that's what happened. What a jerk. And uh, so he ended up, I guess, getting called out enough. I think even other people thought that that sentence was like way out of line. And so he ended up taking it back. And then he ended up saying, oh, well, um, it was still Mary Ellen. And she is not capable of doing those things because she's like smart. (laughs) She's so smart, you guys. But she was she definitely still set the fires because she was sleepwalking and or possessed. Wait, okay. So he really just flipped. And he's like an, an a well-esteemed expert in this and he is like, "Okay, well it was her boyfriend who like by the way has never been mentioned ever in this storyline." Like can't braid uh braid someone's hair to right. save his life, by the way. <laughs> and then he was like, "Oh no, it's Mary Ellen. Oh, also she has the mind of a 4-year-old. Never mind, she was possessed." Or maybe she was sleepwalking, right. which also is like so the opposite of being possessed. like it's I think it was his way of cushioning the blow of being like Okay, fine. I'm going to stick with my quote that it was you so I don't look stupid, but I'll take the responsibility off your shoulders because if you were sleepwalking or possessed, you didn't mean to. Yeah, but you I just still did it by it accident. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, <laughs> so uh, some actually believe that, like another common theory is that it, the neighbors were just setting the fires. <laughs> oh, um, no. There's all committing random acts that? of arson for no reason. Um, but also remember that allegedly the fires like yeah, weren't these weren't even like normal or, fires. Also, right. I feel like if you set enough, if you set thirty eight fires in someone's house, like the house is gone. though. also, if my neighbor knows how to set a wet towel on fire, I, that's a bar trick. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> do it again. I'm like, come over. I want to. Don't tell me you didn't do it. Put it on TikTok. <laughs> Put it on TikTok. Yeah, unless it was wet with like gasoline. Gasoline, right? But um, anyway, where was I? I don't know. I don't know anymore. So, oh, so one of the original legends that, or not one of the original legends, one of the legends now to kind of set up the story is that apparently there was a guy who came to the farmhouse forever ago and he needed somewhere to stay for the night. And when the McDonald's told him no, he like cursed their daughter and ran off into the night. And they think, okay, well, the legend now, based on what Dr. Uh, Prince has said, is oh she was cursed this whole time and that's why she started sleepwalking and being possessed and setting these fires and and braiding the hair her horse's hair and just like also like practicing her braids yeah i mean when you don't have a sister or another friend out there with long hair you got to try on the horse you gotta 
Give it a little bob. Especially when there's nothing else to do. Yeah. I'd be braiding. I'd be, I know every inch of that horse's hair. So cute. So fun. So bored. <laughs> um, so Harold said uh, just another way to kind of not discredit Dr. Prince, but just to give you another perspective on um, his what his strategy of investigation um harold said that dr prince acted really weird during the investigation Hmm. um he was already known to be super arrogant he clearly was arrogant with mary ellen saying that she was stupid um and uh basically he just started acting really weird apparently the whole first night that they were there he didn't even investigate at all he just made himself like comfortable in someone else's house and was demanding all this privacy and like didn't want anyone near him it's like he kind of just like moved in what and then uh, the uh, – oh, nobody else was allowed to stay at the farm, including the McDonald family, which now makes sense. You made a good point of, like, oh, maybe they would have, like, been – maybe they would have been messing around or, like, muddled up the investigation in some way. Um, although at the time, apparently a lot of people thought that if you brought in the family to the haunted location, it would trigger activity. Right. So I think for people – who think that way it was weird that such an important and like well-known investigator wouldn't do that i see okay interesting um and so he also denied uh harold did any automatic writing later on even though harold was like that was one of the most like spectacular things that ever happened to me so like it definitely happened how dare you um and dr prince when he so first of all he never talked about the cattle or the braiding of the tails he never even covered that he would always kind of dance around that when asked and when harold and peachy were like what about when we felt that hand and heard noises uh dr prince said that they were hallucinating because they were so cold that what? night even though they never said they were too they cold. were hallucinating because they were cold Got so it. like they were hypothermic <laughs> like that doesn't make sense no um but so that all being said dr prince did say that even though he didn't believe there was any paranormal stuff going on there except maybe a casual possession while she's sleepwalking uh he did say that there were some weird things that happened in his office when he got back to new york just like some like weird knocks and sounds that he wasn't used to okay so he's like oh well that was kind of weird maybe something followed me home but then we never heard anything else after that right um but uh three months after the investigation the mcdonald's moved back in so poor leo their neighbor was like it's been three months please go back to your home oh right they were still there (laughs) oh no so three months later they moved back in and there was no paranormal activity for a while but then small little fires started again (gasps) um and so because so many people believe dr prince's reports of it being mary ellen the like local authorities took action and just arrested mary ellen oh like, her parents didn't charge her or anything. They just said, like, you're committing arson in your own home. Oh, my God. And they brought her to um, the Nova Scotia Home for the Insane. Oh, my God. And the newspapers dubbed her the fire spook. That's awful. So she, like, was just hanging out, braiding her horse's tails. And then all of a sudden she's oh no put away in an institution because someone decided to say that she was an arson and everyone believed or an arsonist and people believe that's her. awful um so she was released a little bit later but it it was noted that whenever she did for the rest of the time that she lived in that house she would go into weird trances at night apparently oh and apparently little fires would start around her oh okay wow that's creepy and like in areas where fires don't start Mm-hmm. So she would just be walking and all of a sudden there'd be a fire just kind of like popping up behind her. 
Um, my God. Although I'm, I don't know if that's local legend or that's straight from the McDonald's mouth, but that was mentioned. Um, and now, so, so she later moved to Ontario. There was no more activity on the farm after she left. Um, but then the family later moved and the farm fell into disrepair. And some stories say that um, the farm itself mysteriously caught on fire one day and the whole thing just kind of burned <gasps> down. It was bound to happen. Listen, full circle, a little closure. <laughs> um, but a the local legend now is that the whole land is cursed. And if you ever take anything from that property, then you are bringing the fire spook into your home and things will start catching on fire. Oh no. Which apparently there was one woman who did take a cup and her house later caught on fire. I don't know how soon after, but it did catch on fire and burn down. Um, and local investigators have said, um, that the curse is very real. One group said, quote, this curse has been tested by regular everyday people who have put things such as shingles or bricks in their sheds in their backyard, like just picking up a random thing and putting it kind of near their house and the, it catches on fire. What? It will. It said the buildings will always catch. This on. is so weird. So the McDonald's were described by people as, quote, straightforward, substantial and God fearing. Um, I think this was actually Peachy who said, I firmly believe that neither the fires nor the strange occurrences about the farm were caused of human hands. Oh, my God. And Harold, the reporter, said, um, quote, I will believe to the hour of my death that the fires in Alexander McDonald's house and the mysterious unfastening of his cattle were caused by spirits. So. Wow. Everyone except Dr. Prince thinks that it was spirits. Dr. Prince thinks it was Mary Ellen. I think Dr. Prince knows what it is but he something I think it was Dr. Prince at this point maybe <laughs> he I was think, just fucking Dan I think he something somebody caught on to something and he wanted to put that all behind him this sounds like a conspiracy anyway the way he's is, like that never happened I don't know shady who it's a, mystery. it's a mystery it's a mystery honestly if you don't believe the story maybe go take something from the <laughs> tell us what happened property and then throw it near your house not ours house. But yeah <laughs> throw, throw it, don't put it in our homes please throw it to your own house well, thank you, Em. Yeah. That was a nice spooky, spooky. story. A little eerie. A little eerie in theory. Mm. Um, great. Well, I have a story for you as well. Excellent. Surprise. Oh, okay. We can just both do that then. No, no, no. I really... A hair mate, a mane. A mane. I needed, I need her to braid my hair. I knew I was in trouble. I started doing the Justin Bieber thing, and I was like, oh my God, we got to get is, out of this that. This is too far. I was we'll like, where are the far. scissors? <laughs> <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> I have a story for you. This is the story of the Whitaker family murders. I love it. Okay, never mind. I was going to say I love a good family murder. No, not no, what no. I meant. Yeah, not don't not take what I meant. that out of context. Um, no, I love stories. I assume this is similar to other family murder cases you've told, like the Bloody Benders or um, what was the one I said a while ago where everyone was found in the barn? I just I oh, like the Hinterkaifeck. The Hinterkaifeck murders. <gasps> yeah, I, I I don't know why, but that the the that, genre the of genre crime yeah is very specific. I like those the most because usually I I guess I think oh if there's a disappearance or a murder it's got to be someone they're related to and the title alone takes that rumor right. out for me. I know. Like, oh now I don't. Now know it's like a bigger on. mystery. Yes, yes, I agree with that. Um, so where if okay I found this on uh, a. So I found this Cracked article on Cracked.com. I love Cracked. Me too. I fucking love Cracked. 
to be clear i feel like this is a very easy episode to just pick and wow i love family murders and crime that's not that is not our stance on the issue um uh okay moving on but not really so uh oh i also had a little corrections corner that i forgot to mention up front sort of so you know that website mysterious universe yeah so I guess you would use that for your erotic alien fanfic. Yes. Okay. So I, I went on Reddit and I don't even subscribe to our Reddit okay. page because I get scared because people sometimes say not nice things. Sure. Um, and I'm a baby. Oh, did I mess up? Did I say something? No, wrong? no, no. You didn't. So, but somebody it came up for some reason. I guess it was like it like knew who I was anyway. I don't sure. know. It came up, and uh, I saw this headline that was like, "Hey, do you guys know about the mysterious universe?" controversy thing and i went what is it and i went and read the and they were very nice whoever posted this like they weren't critical or anything but they were like i don't know if evan christine know this but um because we talk about that website a lot sure what's wrong with it apparently the guy who creates the blog or the page and he and hosts a podcast which i didn't know there was a podcast but i guess he hosts the podcast let's just say he has some troubling um viewpoints and he's made it very clear in some of his tweets and his podcast um that he's kind of just a terrible racist asshole <gasps> uh so i really? was like well, good to know we did not know that um okay I'm glad we found out apologies all around yeah wow. and i okay. didn't even know there was a podcast but apparently I that's either. kind of where this all stems from because that's where he kind of where spouts he, his own where opinions he, he lets himself really color where himself he says, i love family murders and but he yeah got it got it got it but like in reality some of this stuff and apparently it used to be kind of more conspiracy theories and fun stuff and now it's like conspiracy theories that are troubling and not uh just not in line with anything that we really believe it's not a cute look it's not cute. It's not fun. Um, it's not bored. It's not boring. I tell you that. Uh, and then I went on his Twitter and I was like, yeah, this really, this we're going to talk good. about this over cheesecake. I'm, yeah, for I'll sure. show you over cheesecake. Also, can I do a corrections corner too? Of course. It's not really, I don't think, entirely necessary because I've already made my case pretty clear in the, at least amongst the Marvel Monday community. Um, but so a lot of people have been tweeting me saying that I, uh, an English speaker, by the way, who does not un- who does not know Spanish? When I was talking about the island of the dolls, I kept saying Don instead of Don Julian. I was or I was saying for short for Don Julian for short. I was saying oh. Don instead of Julian because apparently Don is their way of saying like Mister right, or Sir, like the, the guy. Yeah. So I will say one English is my first language. <laughs> Second, uh, and a lot of people were nice about. It. They were like, "We know you don't know, but like just so just you heads know. up." Um, I would like to credit my uh, my research on uh, Bagel Bites, who kept saying Don, and so <gasps> I assumed so that that was direct your future correspondence. <laughs> so accordingly. I realized that I should look elsewhere research wise than uh, Zacopedia. So <laughs> <laughs> just just so we know, I was I heard Don a million times, and I don't think I heard Julian a lot, so I just kind of ran with it. But wow, okay, so just clearing it the was air. like secondary incorrect information uh-huh. that you got from an incorrect source uh-huh. as far as i'm concerned he probably maybe he was saying i swear i kept hearing don so i just ran with it 
And Don is an, is an English name, so I just, yeah. you know, Donald Trump. You okay. know Don and Dan, all our favorite <sighs> characters in this yes. show. Anyway, I am aware of it, so you don't have to keep yes. tweeting at me about it. But I appreciate... I didn't know this. So. I appreciate the Spanish speakers trying to um, educate me a little bit. Yes, agreed. I, I appreciate it a lot, and I feel like I will add, again, that we're always open to correction, because, again, we don't know maybe 1% of... Right. the world's information and we don't pretend to yes um, and we try to do our best to do our research properly sometimes things um did i already do the correction about pronouncing to me wrong oh i don't think so oh my god that was the other thing somebody got upset that i pronounced one of the the victims wrong the jeffrey Dahmer victims oh really? and i felt really dumb because i was like i looked up so many pronunciations and that one i knew somebody with that same name uh, spelled the same so i just assumed i knew how to say it right and i didn't I guess I didn't hear it in any documentary. So I, I do I appreciate that wrong. the people who, for those of you listening, when you do correct us, you usually do it pretty politely. So it's like, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> oh, the ones I've seen, at least the Don Julian, everyone was like, we know well, you don't speak good. English. And this but- one, this Reddit thread was like really like, they were like, I'm sure Emma Christine don't know this, but right. like just a heads up to everybody else. Maybe they'll see this. And thankfully, somehow the universe put it in my gmail i don't even oh. know how it ended up there but so thank you for the update we now know um yes mysterious universe mm, let's not let's, let's not just, talk about that anymore let's just stay in our own universe <laughs> wait a minute hey <laughs> speaking uh, of universe my world was just our universe is pieces. probably its own version of troubling i love that stay in your own universe wait a minute <laughs> instead of stay in your lane <laughs> Oh, okay. Let's get that on a shirt. Okay. I'm so sorry. I did not mean for that to become like just a huge like uh no back I and forth correction to be said. Correction section. Oh, there we go. <gasps> Listen. Wait a minute. Eva, write that down, please. Christine, you're really on it today. Somebody get me like a correction like sections? A, like a Sudoku. I feel like I could like <laughs> accomplish the world. Those are numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I go, what is something I could accomplish that normally I couldn't? And I guess it's Sudoku is where my brain immediately goes. So let's, uh, why, don't, why doesn't everyone take that okay, just and just your make own your own assumptions? <laughs> I'm going to go back to my own universe. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Let us talk about this family murder that Emma is so excited about. Right. So uh, I will say I got a lot of my information from a super great episode of the Generation Y podcast, mm. um, who was at CrimeCon the year we were. Yes. Uh, good times, good times. Um, there was a great write-up in People, Newsweek, and on Medium. Um, so those are just the main, main sources. So this takes place in Sugarland, Texas. Oh, I already uh, love it. In 2003. Sugarland. I've got sugar bushes from there. <laughs> oh, magical place. So... There's this family. Their names are the Whitakers, and they're a pretty standard, like, well-off, white, upper-middle-class family uh, comprised of parents Kent and Trisha and their two sons, 24-year-old Thomas Bart, who goes by Bart, and 19-year-old Kevin. Okay. So four, four people. Four people, okay. two sons, and just kind of your average, like, well-to-do white Texas family. So in December of 2003, uh, the family went out to celebrate Bart's graduation from college. So he was graduating with honors that month from Sam Houston State, and his family was super excited because at this point he was 24, and they were like, you know, he did it. Like, he's finally getting his degree. Um, So they went out to a place called Papa Doe, which is a local Cajun restaurant, to celebrate and uh they had a great time there's even a photo of like him holding up a plate where they write in like chocolate icing oh. like congratulations I wish and i'd like for me forever just meal. use my finger on it and i'm like i don't know if that's allowed or not but <laughs> i do that when they give me that 
Um, actually, they never give me the congrats. It's always for someone else. And then I put my finger in it. Yeah. Anyway. That's cute of you. It's charming <laughs> it's at 29. Really- <laughs> <laughs> Especially during a global pandemic. How nice. <laughs> it just reminds me of the Carvel cake where you just dropped it in my fucking You will lap. literally never... Like, I was mid eating it. Escape Christy. a reason you to bring that nerve. up. Are you still eating? I had a fork <laughs> with it. You had the nerve to pressure me to drink. <laughs> yes, I'm sure the I had to pressure the host of, and that's why we drink to drink at my husband's <laughs> birthday party. <laughs> I was so mad. I saw that. I saw that Carvel cake, and also we, Allison and I, were the last people at that party, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like I beat everyone else out. I could eat the shit you out of this cake. Survived the gauntlet. I had the cake. I was like, "Thank God you didn't like present this when everyone was here. I would have gotten a sliver, and now I get a whole fucking cake." bite and it just in my lap and i was like <laughs> and then I kept going, you can still eat it and you were like i cannot it's it like, is I, dirty we're in hell. your house i'm covered in dog fur now so no i can't eat and this then thing. i was like see i'll eat it and you were like that's not proving anything i know everyone is thinking like we've heard this story a million times I just... show, but i have to think about it every day so <laughs> yeah and has to think about it because it was so traumatizing and so like get another carvel cake out of you i'm gonna think i'll about buy it. you a cheesecake in a few hours okay, okay we're good now so anyway they go to this uh cajun restaurant and as a graduation present bart's parents gift him with a four thousand dollar rolex <laughs> casual same holy shit <laughs> they asked later like why did you give him that and the dad was like he really wanted it i was like yeah me too wow. but what <laughs> must be nice oh my god i'm like my car was less than that when i first bought my first car anyway okay oh my gosh in any case uh just to give you an idea of yeah. kind of their lifestyle and everything so four thousand dollar rolex after dinner, they returned home, and Trisha, the mom, and Kevin, the 19-year-old brother, they headed in first to the house while Bart realized he had left his phone in the car and ran back to grab it. Okay. As he turned to head back toward the house, he heard gunshots. Oh. Trisha and Kevin had come face-to-face with a masked intruder who was <gasps> in their home who had shot Kevin first right through the chest. Oh, my God. Then shot Patricia right in the chest. And Kent, who had been kind of waiting on Bart, rushed into the house to see what was going on. And he turned right as the guy shot and shot through his shoulder. So he uh, was shot, but not in the chest. So then obviously Bart rushed in afterward, confronted the intruder, and they kind of struggled. And he got shot in the left arm as they fought. Then the shooter exited through the family's back door, jumped the fence, and escaped the property. So uh, a neighbor heard the commotion, came over, was trying to stop the bleeding with their own T-shirt, called 911. And uh, Bart, the the oldest brother, called 911 shortly after. And unfortunately, 19-year-old Kevin died, like, almost instantly. Within sure, right minutes, in the chest. Right in the chest. Wow. Within minutes of being shot. Um, he and Trish, his mom, were airlifted to nearby Memorial Hermann Hospital. And unfortunately, Patricia tragically died shortly thereafter as well. So Kent and Bart, uh, their injuries were not as... Um, they were in the arms. Right? Yeah, like the shoulder and the arm. Uh, so they were rushed to the hospital and they both survived their injuries. Uh, the bullet that hit Kent hit six inches from his heart. So it missed, um, you know, any vital sure. portions of that. Good. <laughs> Good? Good. Question mark. Right. Yeah. Um, so when first responders asked for information about their attackers, Bart told them he believed the gunman was black. And they, they said, oh, like, why did you think that? Um, if he was in a mask and he said, oh, I could see like through part of his mask. Yeah. Like through the eye holes. So they were like, okay. Um, then they put them in the hospital and they were like, 
time to recover. You know, um, police were like, okay, this must have been a burglary gone wrong. Uh, so they went and examined the scene and they found that Kevin, um, 19 year old Kevin's gun safe had been pried open with a blue crowbar and the murder weapon had been left behind and it was registered to Kevin. So whoever had broken into the house had pried open the safe, the gun safe, um, taken the gun out and used that to kill the family and then left the gun at the scene. Huh. A little strange that they left the murder weapon behind. Um, and even though the gun was left behind, Bart's cell phone had been stolen. So, like, the one he had gone out to grab mm. and brought back into the house. So, they were like, that's a oh. little bit odd. Um, wait, so, wait. So, the phone was stolen. Did he, was the phone actually legitimately in the truck or in the car? Yeah. So, he had okay. gone and grabbed it and was walking back with it. And then he got into a fight with the... Oh, right. So, one thing I thought was okay. maybe that the guy went to grab the gun and accidentally grabbed... It, I also saw the cell phone. It was, like, an old school early 2000s like big block phone you know what i mean yeah <laughs> so yeah. they were like maybe he went to grab the gun and just grabbed the phone i see and didn't realize it they were he, just, he sure. felt something and just grabbed for it right so they're they weren't sure but it was just a little bit odd do you think it was um not knowing the answers yet do you think this guy wanted to actually kill them or do you think he broke into the house wanted to get into the safe for money right found a gun and was like oh well this is my way out of here in case they catch me so at this point right so at this point that was what they were thinking is this guy got in to rob the place just money was looking for money was yeah found the safe you know grabbed the weapon out of it so that's kind of like the the initial view that that police had of the situation Mm. Um, at the hospital, Kent and Bart grappled with what had just happened, especially Kent, the dad. He later described having laid on the ground and he heard his wife, like, still alive. It's, I can't imagine. It's awful. Yeah. I like, can't. and what he said was he called out to everyone in his family and she, he called out to her and he just heard her, like, gurgling, basically. And oh. he said, I didn't know what. I didn't like basically I didn't know that I would know what the sound of someone yeah with blood in their mouth would sound like and he's like but that's what I knew what was happening I mean it was really really traumatic um so he said he instinctively knew the some sound of someone trying to clear their lungs from filling with blood which Shit. is just like the most horrific thing um so Bar- both Kent and Bart were obviously angry they told investigators they wanted them to catch whoever had done this to their family um meanwhile investigators like looked at this as like a pretty basic robbery but somehow they just like couldn't they kept hitting dead ends left and right so a house was robbed pretty close like to that to their house pretty soon after and police were like oh well that's probably the same guy because i guess sugarland texas doesn't have a lot of um you know violent crime and so another house nearby was robbed soon after and they were like oh that's probably the same guy but bloodhounds didn't pick up that man's scent at the Whitaker house at all. And so they like had to determine like, well, there's nothing to go off of here because there's no indication that this man was in their house. Um, so the lead investigator, his name was Detective Marshall Slot, and he took a closer look at the crime scene. And that's when he began to notice some inconsistencies, let's okay. say. So in an interview with CBS News, he explained in the master bedroom, the dressers and armoire all had drawers open on them, but they were all open an equal distance. It was very neat and orderly. Yeah. Like a like a a a burglar with OCD. (laughs) Maybe. Perhaps. Like just got to make sure it's all right. Perhaps Uh, they were like, this doesn't strike us as um, your traditional burglary in that. It looked like someone had just opened the drawers, but like right, it wasn't hadn't flailing and thing, right? And yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it was 
almost intentional uh-huh. that they were trying to make it look like a burglary, right? AKA staged. Um, so again, not typical of a, ro- of a robbery. Um, and additionally, the safe that housed Kevin's gun, so the safe that the killer had pried open with a blue crowbar, um, was in a pretty remote part of the house. So the burglar had gone directly to the safe as if they knew where it was, mm-hmm. which was strange because like, how would you break into a house? Like, yeah, exactly. Know exactly where this safe was. Um, and again, they had left the murder weapon. They had left all the electronics in the house, but they had taken Bart's cell phone. So they were like, this is just a weird. Right. So far, I, I kind of understand the argument of like, maybe the guy thought he was grabbing the gun. Yeah. But like, if it was like a Nokia phone or something could have felt like. Yeah. Like a, a gun. Yeah. So even I, so I watched the forensic files episode on this too, and they actually had photos of the drawers. And like you said, I mean, it was really, so it says like, oh, they were open like an equal amount. They were literally open like an equal. It wasn't even like, so oh, weird. they were just open and not rifled through. It was like, maybe they were open no. like very specifically. Hmm. So it was just really strange. I was trying to think maybe if they like tipped it over or something and all oh, the drawers fell I've out. Done that. <laughs> But then if you, like, push it up, like, some of them are going to close a little more than others. Like, it's too precise. Yeah, exactly. And then that... I've also done that, by the way. (laughs) Okay. What happened? What was the thing where you stuck your... You got your head stuck in something? Oh, my God. You were... This was, like, a couple months ago or something. (laughs) Blaze was putting it on backwards, and he didn't believe me. Was it what? It was a dresser, and he was putting on the panel backwards, and I was, like, trying to prove it to him, and he didn't believe me. And so I said, look, I'll show you. And I put my head in to show him the back. He works in a hospital and he's like, <laughs> he comes home with so many thoughts of like, how do people get in these stupid fucking situations? And then you're like, look, I'll put my head in to prove a point. And then he's like, Christine, take your head out. And I was like, I can't. And he's like, Christine, take your head. Don't be an idiot. Take your head out. And I literally, like, you know how your ears get stuck uh-huh. then? And he was like, that's not a thing. And I was like, of course it's a thing. Like, have you never stuck your head through a banister? And he was like, no. And I was like, <laughs> oh well i have and he was like that doesn't help me like you need to get your head out and then i started crying because i was like laughing and i was frustrated and (laughs) also my head hurt (laughs) you probably felt wildly like claustrophobic it was very bad i was like this is not where i want to be at this very moment fighting with my husband but also my head is stuck in a dresser so i'm not winning the argument and when you got out were the dressers were the the drawers like in perfect precise order (laughs) because that might confirm something about this oh my god uh yeah so then i proved that he was putting it on backwards so i proved my point good job you were right (laughs) that's the most like bullshit christine thing ever where i'm like i will literally do anything to prove that i'm correct which is just so messed up but like by being correct you did something so i injured myself (laughs) i caused like more problems than than there were before like look i'll stab myself to prove that the knife is sharp it's like okay you did it i mean that's like I, I know I'm sure I've told this story, but like when I was two, I jumped into traffic. I yeah. ripped away from my mom's hand, jumped into traffic, almost got hit by a van. And my mom was like, why the hell did you do that? And I was like, oh, I wanted to see if you cry, if you'd cry if I were when I was dead. And you, she, like, that's me trying to prove a point. There's a, there's a TikTok right now, like a, like a, a sound bit, like a, bi- a bite of um <laughs> someone going like, I'm not going to bash her like everybody else, but she needs a lot of psychological evaluation. <laughs> That's, That's how I feel me. <laughs> I literally was two years old. And my mom was like, well, this is going to be a long 18 years. Uh, if my two-year-old said, I want to know if you would cry when I die, I'd be like, well, let's get in the car and go to therapy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, my parents uh, at that point, and I, my sister now is, has a much, she's in a much more advanced world uh-huh. as far as therapy. Uh-huh. At that point in my life, 1994. 
three i was not um i was not ready for, i think the world was not ready for the world my still isn't really ready for you therapy sessions the dresser wasn't <laughs> help me okay anyway so they're looking at this case and they're like this something's weird about this scene something's off we just can't figure out what it is and then a strange tip came in. So there was this journalist covering the case, and he had made a strange discovery. He had called the university, the Sam Houston University, to figure out what degree Bart had graduated with. And the university was like, he is not enrolled at our school. <gasps> yeah. Ooh. And they, the journalist was like, wait, what? Like, I was just calling to verify yeah. that he was getting a criminal justice degree. Also, think about, like, that journalist who was like... I found a fucking hook nobody else knows. Yes, that. like like that's the like, ultimate scoop. Our story uh-huh. is going to be the one. Exactly, and he, I'm pretty sure he was in the forensic files episode. Was he, he really? Deserved it. I was like, he yeah, of course. No, so he uh, made that discovery, and he's like, I hate police. Um, turns out he like isn't at university. Not only did he not graduate, he was still listed as a freshman on academic probation. So since his freshman year, had not advanced and he's 24 now he's 24 he'd basically been living in a townhouse that his parents were paying for like partying it up not working pretending he was in school so just bad look big red flag right doesn't not cute not cute not (laughs) Not cute cute. um of course his dad was like angry hurt confused and like honestly pissed because he's like listen like now they're looking at you like why on earth would you have lied to us about this And when investigators asked why he had lied, Bart told them he needed a break from school, but he didn't want to disappoint his family and he felt a lot of pressure. We've seen this before. Yeah, I can understand that. In some cases. Still fishy. In this scenario, it's pretty damn fishy. Right now, it's not good. This is not a good look. Yeah. So when Bart was released from the hospital, he moved back in with his father. Uh, The two of them lived together and underwent what Kent called a seven-month discipleship. Uh, where, according to ABC News, they spent almost every day together reading the Bible, discussing their faith, like kind of coming to terms with what happened to their mom, wife, uh, and yeah. son slash brother. Um, and it was like this father-son bonding experience that Kent said brought them extremely close. And they were just trying to like recover together, basically. Um, and then in the summer of 2004, police caught a huge break in the case when a man who claimed to be a former roommate of Bart's contacted po- police and said so a few years ago just a heads up bart asked me to help kill his family oh uh, <laughs> and who said this a friend of his okay bart's former roommate called wow. the police and said hey i feel like you guys need to know this information that a couple <laughs> years ago <laughs> here's some hot goss yeah um i know that journalist already found some scoop but i have a scoop of my own <laughs> um Wow. Yeah. So he said a couple years ago, like, this is not the first time, you know, the notion of his family being killed has been brought up. He's like, Mm -hmm. a few years earlier, Bart had asked him to help kill his family. The wildest part is his parents knew about that. But his parents kind of looked at it. He was like, I was drunk. We were joking. It was a misunderstanding. And so his parents were like, okay. And they all moved on. So double red flags i'm not gonna bash her like they're everybody else but she needs a lot of psychological evaluation so like just not good um what's worse is only three days later bart disappeared and he disappeared from his like bible study with his dad he just like vanished and his dad was like "Uh uh-oh yeah so on the lamb 
He's on the lamb. His dad like had had kind of suspicions growing that Bart may have been somehow involved in the murder of the family, Ugh. but he didn't fear for his own safety because he's like, we're building a bridge to each other. Got shot in the shoulder. I dude. know. And he's like, but we're b- building a bridge to forgiveness. But then the second Bart was gone, Kent said things began to crash down around him because he knew if his son were innocent, there's no reason he w- would have just like right. fled right? Um, just because there's like a little suspicion thrown his way. So uh, police didn't know at the time and Kent didn't know at the time, but Bart had fled to Mexico. Meanwhile, his dad's left behind, like grappling with the fact that his son probably had his entire family killed and like had him almost killed. Right. So he's up there dealing with that. And meanwhile, um, Bart is in Mexico. So in the Generation Y episode I listened to, Aaron and Justin described Bart's time in Mexico. And like they did a really good job of, of telling this whole story, which I didn't really see in a lot of other places. But apparently he had taken like anywhere from seven to $10,000 from his dad in cash and had bought an ID off uh, a guy who was a busboy at the Whitaker's Country Club. Uh-huh. And his name was Rudy Rios. So he bought this ID off Rudy Rios. And according to 48 Hours, he settled in a town called Saralvo, where he found a girlfriend and found work at her family's furniture shop. And his story when he got to town was basically that his mother was a sex worker. He was essentially an orphan, like he had been abandoned, and that he had sustained this bullet wound while fighting in Afghanistan. So he was like this like local hero who had come in from America and needed to be like taken in by family. So he had a girlfriend and her family took care of him. He worked at their shop. I always think about the like the new girlfriend or the new partner of like someone who just comes in mysteriously and like Mm -hmm. imagine how shattering yeah it is for them when they're like holy shit that's like, where you came from why wouldn't you just trust somebody like yeah it's especially like if i found out now allison is like a serial killer i'd be like wow i you'd look at me and go what have you who did <laughs> okay, you bring true. into my life <laughs> that would i would kind of be the central point of that issue yeah. i think also be like wow i dodged a bullet she probably wanted to kill me so many times <laughs> <laughs> somehow we're all still okay <laughs> Yeah, um, as far as I know, Allison's in the clear. Okay. Just FYI. Who knows? Fingers crossed. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Um, So apparently, like, while he was down there living with his girlfriend's family, she and her mother got into an argument. She was really upset. And she later said, like, she didn't know anything was wrong with him until this argument happened between her and her mother. And he just looked at her and matter-of-factly said, oh, well, we can just kill your parents. Oh. And she went, sorry, what? And he was like, well, I know you're upset. And you two got into an argument. Like, we can just, we'll take I care like of it. I like how very quickly, very quickly, his just true colors are showing. Escalate real fast. Right. right. And she was like, I don't know. think that's, it's like, no I'm just a little angry. Thanks, darling. But yeah, yeah I don't think that that's... Now I know not to make you mad. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um, that was his solution. So it was more than a year after Bart had fled to Mexico before police made another huge break. And at this point, they had no idea idea where he was um apparently bart's neighbor whose name by the way is steve champagne Ooh. and i was like i could i'm sure i didn't hear that right and no, no it's literally steve champagne and it's spelled steve champagne wow and i love, I love that it's that. steve yeah and it's then it's like champagne. stefan or, <laughs> yeah. so steve champagne the neighbor came forward to police and confessed to being involved in the Whitaker family murder, explaining that although he was the getaway driver, Bart had been the master, the mastermind behind all of it. So he told investigators that Bart had lured his family to dinner to celebrate his fake graduation from college. Uh. And as they celebrated, Champagne said he was in the car in the parking lot while Bart's roommate 
a guy named Chris Chris Bashir, Chris Brashear, sorry, okay. uh, hid in Bart's SUV outside the house. Then Brashear entered the house, disabled the alarm with the code Bart had given him, waited for the family to come home, shot them all. And he knew where the safe was because mm. Bart had told right. him, hey, my brother's gun safe is here. I guess it didn't even cross my mind that like, oh, yeah, if he didn't. I should have known so much earlier in this story if I had just used my brain like 5% more of like, if he'd never graduated, then yeah, why why did he, he would have known this graduation. Yeah, dinner. he lied to his family. Uh-huh. He said, oh, I finally graduated. Let's that all go out known. to dinner. Yeah, I, I, I didn't put that early part of the story. It's because it's, it's hard to, because why would that even be? I guess maybe I excused as like, oh, he just felt guilty and played yeah, along. Yeah, because I'm sure that happens too. Yeah. Oh, but also there's a photo which is so chilling. An hour before his family was murdered, there was a photo taken of him and his brother. And in it, he's literally flick, like flipping <gasps> off whoever's taking the photo and like smiling with his brother. But he's giving the finger and like you don't even notice it until you like look closely and you're like, oh no, he's intentionally... Huh. giving the finger to whoever's taking this photo and like smiling and he knows that in about an hour they're gonna all be of dead. these people are going to be killed wow i can't even and not that i want to but if i like if i tried to put myself in that place and like sit with everyone and know what was going to happen i mean like it's un- unfathomable. unfathomable it is yeah what that anyone's brain could go there is just wow bananas bananas so um basically he shot the family chris did and then he said he later said that before he fired the first shot at Kevin, he thought he saw him smile briefly because he was kind of just like surprised or like thought it was a prank or like taken right. aback, which just yeah. like that chilled me. I don't know. I just thought that was so disturbing. Um, so after shooting the first three members of the Whitaker family, he and Bart wrestled or fought and he shot him in the arm, which was planned as like, oh, to take the guilt off sure. of Bart. And then when asked, uh, when asked what motivated his involvement, Steve explained that Bart had told them his family was worth a lot of money and that he promised them millions of dollars if they helped pull this off. But the kicker is they had not gotten one cent. Like, they literally shot his whole family. And then he was like, anyway, thanks. And I was like, well, duh, they're not going to cover for your ass now. Oh, if, my gosh. If you, like, didn't even pay them. Right. It's just yeah, so, like hold up your end of the bargain. Yeah, like, like what what room do they have to be like? I'm going to defend this guy, right? Well, also like imagine his quote luck of like being able to have two roommates and like or a friend and a roommate who are on board with this to yeah. begin with. Like you, it makes me think that he must have pitched the idea of to killing his family <laughs> to multiple people before he just found or he didn't just like try on the first time like, and the wow. roommate was like that's a great idea <laughs> you know like there's a, a probably a lot of people out there who are like who have been propositioned yeah. for him yeah yeah that's a good point that i had not thought of like <sighs> who else like had heard about him jokingly talking about uh-huh. this you know yeah um so according to 2020 bart had told steve champagne uh the getaway driver after the shooting that he wanted to finish off the job and really kill his dad the next time that they did this wow so he just wasn't even like oh thank god my dad actually survived he was like no i wish he had died he too. was like sitting through his discipleship yes like god his damn. bible study exactly wow Ooh, that's actually twisted <sighs> right so if they had any doubt as to Steve's story, they didn't after he led them directly to the lake where they had thrown a duffel bag full of evidence after the murder, including the blue crowbar, mm. a water bottle, and Bart's cell phone. So they basically, like, dredged this lake 
I don't know if that's the right word. They they searched the bottom of the lake. Sure. And uh, even though it was underwater for two years, they were able to take this duffel bag and get DNA off of the mouth of the water bottle that belonged wow. to Chris Brashear, who was the shooter. So now they're like, well, shit, we really tied this all to them. Wow. Um. So at this point, they finally have enough evidence to pin this on Bart. But the problem was they still didn't know where the hell he was because he uh-huh. was in Mexico. Um. But then a good guy named Rudy Rios showed up yeah <laughs> and he couldn't resist the ten thousand dollar reward why would you at this why point? would you like knowing like i don't know if he knew he probably didn't know at the time when he sold his id like what right this guy had done just thought he was like getting him a like, beer sure, like getting him beer or something yeah exactly Which, by the way i don't mean to keep interrupting but no. i wonder and maybe someone out there knows but like so does he just become get immunity for like what he did who like this Rudy guy for like, cause I imagine he could get arrested for like giving someone a fake ID. I don't think it was, um, I don't think it was just like it important enough to be okay. charged. I, cause I wonder like if you were part of it in some way and you did something mildly illegal that you mm-hmm. didn't know was part of a bigger story. I think since he was like, you want to come forward and like call yourself out or I don't know, especially cause he was like, Hey, by the way, I know where he is. I just didn't know what right. he had done. So I don't think they ever had any intention of like getting him in trouble for gotcha. it. Okay. Um, and I think it was just a m- mild thing of like, oh, well, my ID was expiring. So I just like gave it to him and he, oh, you know, I don't oh. think it was like anything deeper than that. Gotcha. But yeah, that's a good point. But so they, he did come forward and say like, hey, I know where he is. Um, and although he managed to hide out in Mexico for 14 months, Bart was finally arrested shortly thereafter. And now that they had him in custody, police asked why the hell he had done what he'd done to his own family. And he matter of factly told police he was 100% guilty and that he did it because he hated his parents and his brother. Okay, sure. Okay. Um, the prosecution, uh, when this went to trial, the prosecution claimed that Bart wanted access to his family's wealth, which was estimated at more than a million dollars. And Bart does deny this, but also I'm like, I don't care what he you- denies. I don't trust him. Yeah. Right? Like, he's not a trustworthy person. Um, during the trial, it was also revealed that Bart had tried multiple times to off his own family. So, like, there were these that attempt that we had talked about earlier but it came out that there were was at least one prior plot in 2000 bart had had a couple of his acquaintances from baylor university break into his own home to kill his family but when the alarm went off they fled so like he had attempted this before wow like full-on attempted it um the gunman chris brashear who by the way is white and bart had like lied intentionally about being like oh i saw that he was black because Real, that could really to, turn like, into a rabbit hole of issues throw off the yep. case right um so that was just like worth pointing out of like he was just from the beginning like planning this out and trying to throw the investigation obviously right. um so chris Brash- blah, blah, blah. his heart name is really hard to say i do not know why Brashear? Br- chris brashier um okay so chris brashier uh pleaded guilty to murder he was the shooter and was sentenced to life in prison and steve champagne the getaway driver took a plea deal with a 15-year prison sentence in exchange for his testimony because he's the one who kind of came forward um like i said bart testified he was 100 percent guilty um but in somewhat of a plot twist so this is why this cracked article about plot oh i don't think i even told you the pl- cracked article right. was, was about plot twists okay true crime stories with major plot twists i see full circle here got it uh, I just, we just said we liked cracked <laughs> and that was it uh yeah so plot twist bart's dad took the witness stand to plead for his son's life um and despite his pleas the jury sentenced bart to death for the murder of his family 
And so Kent was wholeheartedly against this outcome. He he was like, I think this is an unjust sentence for my son because uh, neither Bart's late brother or mother would have wanted him to die for this. Which I'm like, mm. who knows? How do we know that? But okay, right. I, I guess you wouldn't want your own son to die, but also you wouldn't want your son to kill you. So I don't right. know. It's just a weird <laughs> change. scenario. Yeah, things are yeah. a little bit <laughs> off balance. Um, but in any case, uh, he explained the most important thing for him was to find out the why of the situation, like why Bart felt motivated to like destroy his family and cause such pain. <gasps> no worries. And cause such pain. And his conclusion was that Bart had always felt empty inside, hadn't been able to accept his parents' love or understand emotion. Mm. He felt defective and broken. And so he spent years uh, learning to forgive his son, basically. And he says, like, through his faith, he was able to heal because he was able to forgive. So, I mean, I'm happy for him that just, like, he was able to move on. Right. Despite, like, I don't know, this is all a if, lot if, if there's a silver lining or a good part yeah. of this then it it should like, be like the dad let, finds some peace yes like he and he got remarried and like he said he was only able to find happiness by forgiving his son which i'm like okay good for you that's good but i don't even know you how know, you would do that i don't either i don't know if i could do it and that's why this is just like the ultimate plot twist i guess um so, uh, meanwhile, according to Detective Slot, who was on the case since the beginning, he said the only way he can reconcile what Bart did is by concluding that he is a sociopath. Um, I'm personally inclined to agree because in response to Detective Slot's statement, Bart simply said, well, then I am what I am. Oh. Okay. Oh, uh-huh. okay. Um, in February of 2018, Bart was scheduled to be executed by lethal injection. That day, mere minutes before the execution was scheduled to take place, all of Kent's effort, his sad efforts paid off, and Bart was spared the death penalty by uh, the Texas governor, Greg Abbott. Uh, when Bart got the news in the small holding cell that was literally feet away from the death chamber, uh, he told prison officials, I'm thankful not for me, but for my dad. Any punishment that I would have or will receive is just, but my dad did nothing wrong. The system worked for him today, and I will do my best to uphold my role in the system. Which I'm like, <laughs> okay. uh, Bart's sentence was commuted to life behind bars without the possibility of parole. And to this day, Kent remains wholeheartedly on his son's side. Uh, he's now remarried. Like I said, uh, he believes having forgiven his son like brought him happiness um in 2008 he wrote a book called murder by family in which he walks through the entire ordeal from like the pain at the beginning to how he has managed to forgive his son and according to abc news ken's book details the letters he and bart have written over the years like while bart was in jail um and on death row including one he wrote to bart that ends with my son i love you all is forgiven mm. and that is the story of the whitaker Wow. I think my favorite part is at the beginning. You said, yeah, these stories are so interesting because, like, it's immediately taken out that it's someone that they yeah, know or eating my words. <laughs> eating my words. And I was like, oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> well, Plot I twist. still liked it. I still couldn't figure it out for it's, a while. It's so. a to- tipsy, topsy-turvy. Oh, topsy-turvy. Tipsy will be me in a few tipsy hours. Tipsy-turvy <laughs> is Miss Christine, yeah. Anyway, well, thank you, everyone, for listening to our episode today. Yeah. And then go check out our newsletter yeah. new stuff on the website. So. Yes, and that's whyyoudrink.com. And we will see you there. Uh, and that's why we eat cheesecake after in a little bit. And drink also. Yeah, and I, drink I wanted to get some tipsy turvy. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. 
Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace Courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace Courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com slash drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.